Welcome to the I Got Happy Podcast, where we interview highly successful executives, experts, and entrepreneurs, and learn how they have found success where happy meets purpose. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the I Got Happy podcast, and it is my pleasure to introduce you today to Dev Tandon. Now, Dev is an amazing, multi-talented CEO and founder of the Oboe Movement, and I'll let you tell us what that's all about because that's huge, but you are just fascinating on so many levels. I'm so glad we got introduced. Tell us, what do you do, and how did you become the guy that you are today? Well, first of all, thank you, Dr. Pillay, for, for the time here and for making the opportunity to, to uh, be on your podcast. I, uh, I'm so happy to be here. Um, so maybe we can start by talking about the Oboe Movement and what it is and giving a quick high-level overview of it. So um, the movement is a movement to transform how we as a society do business, okay? changing the focus from money to employee fulfillment. And when we're fulfilled, as you know, we are happy. Um, and so it's, it's, it's not saying that money is evil. It's not saying that we should get rid of money. It's not saying that any, any of that. It's just saying that we as a society now in our businesses have gotten it backwards, right? The conventional wisdom that we've been taught is that when we pursue money, that that will somehow lead to fulfillment, right? When if you study the great wisdom from every great tradition from east to west, right, of eons, what it has taught us is that that's actually backwards, that when we pursue fulfillment, that money and other worldly prosperity comes to us. There's something known as the law of attraction, which kind of describes this. You know? yeah, yeah. We as human beings often have this illusion that we're going to go out and, and get money. We're going to go get success. And what the great philosophers really from East to West, from Aristotle to Buddha have said is that that's actually backwards, that when we pursue uh, fulfillment, that money actually comes to us. And so what we did, <clears throat> excuse me, in this movement was we said, okay, what if we took all this great intuition that's been around for literally tens of thousands of years, right, in some parts of the world, and we infused it into an operating system in business. And said, okay, now the primary purpose of business is no longer money or profits or any of these things, the things that we've been taught, right? Yeah. As, Peter, as, as Peter Drucker said, that the purpose of business is to create a customer. Exactly. You're, you're switching that. I love it. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, you know, what if we just put that aside and said, okay, now the purpose of business is actually to support the individual employees, right, on their life journeys. And in so doing, what will happen is the business will actually, money will come to it. And actually money will come to it in even greater space, right? So it's a complete transformation of, of how we think about things. And what I'm finding, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more, what I'm finding is almost every business practice that I ever learned in the last 20 years, I'll talk about my background in a moment, almost every business practice has to be blown up and recreated from the perspective of humanity of this wow. human connection, which has been lost in business, right? I mean, everything has become about the transaction. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about I me, mean, think about the last business call that you did. You know, I mean, how quickly do you jump into the agenda? How quickly do you jump into the transaction? What can you give me? And the other person's thinking, what can this person give me? What can I take from this person, right? Yeah. yeah. And what we're saying in the movement is, put that aside for one moment, establish the human connection. And then what happens is all of this money that we put aside for a moment and all these uh, business transactions that, they, that we put aside, they will come back to us and they'll come back to us in even greater force. Wow. 
right? Oh. So it's, and we're actually proving it out in the, in the movement. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Here in a you know, I, first of all, I find it fascinating that, you know, as they say, sometimes common sense is not really common practice, right? You know, yeah. almost everyone will agree that, first of all, they want to be happy and happiness you know, really should produce, if you're following your purpose and all those things, should produce success. But the how is sort of like lost, right. you know, for a lot of people. How did you, how did you sort of get on this journey to yeah. pursue this? Because so it's a powerful pers- thing. Yeah, my personal story is, is kind of interesting. So I graduated from college uh, with a degree in computer science, mm-hmm. um, went to work in McKinsey after that for a couple of years. Uh, this was back in 2000. I graduated in 2000, went to work in McKinsey for two years. And then I left and started my own company in consulting and software for the next that I ran for the next 16 years, really up until last year. So I've got nearly 20 years in industry working with, you know, large global 2000 companies and private equity firms and their portfolio companies. So I've kind of lived in the belly of the beast, so to speak. Right? Yeah. yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, many of us uh, who are in the find ourselves in those kinds of positions, um, you know, a good friend of mine the other day told me about something uh, called the zone of excellence and then the zone of genius. So folks like us are very good at operating in these kinds of environments in our zone of excellence. We can actually do well, you mm-hmm. know, or any, any of these places, right? But it's not our passion. And frankly, we're not deep down. We're not happy. That's why it's called the zone of excellence. We're excellent in what we do but it's not our zone of genius. Mm. Our zone of genius is what I found, right, after 20 years of, you know, being in this environment and, you know, operating in it and doing okay, you know, making a living. But ultimately, I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And so simultaneously uh, on this journey of my, uh, while I was pursuing my career, I was also on a very deep, um, uh, intense personal transformation journey. Mm. That included everything from meditation to yoga to psychotherapy to seminars to body work, you name it, right? I've done it and I still do all of it. And what happened was last year, these two worlds collided. (laughs) (laughs) So I was doing the whole consulting, private equity, all that stuff, but I was getting, you know, my happiness level was just declining over time. Even though I was providing for my family, even though it was going well, right? Meaning by, by normal standards. Yeah. I just wasn't, I wasn't happy. So uh, late last year, what happened was I was on a, a plane heading to Mexico. I was meditating. And while I was meditating, the, uh, the idea for this movement actually came to me in meditation. So if anybody listening meditates, you know that you get a, a it's very common to get a download that, you know, yeah. almost an infinite amount of wisdom just shows up in an, in an instant. Yeah. And so um, we can go through that story if you'd like, but essentially what happened was the movement, um, the idea uh, uh, came to me. And uh, so it just sort of, over the course of the next 30 days, it really kind of overtook my consciousness and became who I am. Right? And I found my zone of genius. So, so, so you're saying that for you, it, it was almost instant, right? You know, you're, you're on this plane, you're meditating, and you just realize that you're on the wrong path. Like you've climbed all these mountains of success, but it's right. the wrong, it's the wrong mountain. Right? right. And you know, the clue that I had, the clue that I had was the exhilarating feeling that I had in my body when mm. wisdom was uncovered. Right. There was a, there was a passion and an awareness and a, just a, a, a an aliveness. Right. Yeah. That really I have not ever felt when I was doing data analytics and spreadsheets <laughs> and Excel. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that yeah. stuff was cool. I mean, I'm a geek, right? I was a computer science major in college, but nothing compared to this because I saw the power of uh, of, of potential transformation in uh, in the vision for this movement of transforming it, literally doing 180 degrees and saying, "What if we just placed the employee literally at the center and made the employee 
the exclusive, the, the whole purpose of the business is support the employee on their life. What a, what a powerful manifesto. You know, Dev, I have to say, you know, just for those who, who wouldn't know, obviously, we were introduced by someone else who was on this podcast who thought that you and I must be brothers from another mother together or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm right. yeah. this is, it, it's so right because believe, believe it or not, I had an, a plane, a, an airplane episode myself, mm-hmm. which transformed me. And, and as you know, you know, I was in the corporate world as well, but my thing was music and storytelling. Yeah. It, I, when you were telling the story just now, I was like, oh my gosh, it was a plane too for you? Dude, amazing things actually happen on planes. I've heard a lot of people talk about this um, yeah. and it's not uncommon. And uh, what I would say is next time you're on the plane and you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like opening up your laptop, dude, just close your eyes. Even if you don't, you don't have to meditate, right? Frankly, what I say to people is close your eyes and just stare at the backs of your eyelids. Wow. 10 minutes and literally watch your life change. Right? I mean, you, will, you will come out of that and, uh, and have a sense of presence and have a sense of calm, right? There's a reason why these tools have existed for tens of thousands of years, longer, by the way, than any company on earth has existed. The oldest yeah. company on earth is a company in Japan that is actually a construction company for, uh, for temples, and it was formed in 750, I think, 80, mm-hmm. roughly. Mm-hmm. So even the oldest company on earth is only 1,300 years old, whereas these techniques that we're talking about have survived you know, literally for millennia, right? Since wow, wow. And so, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, so here we are now. You, you've, you've, you've birthed this movement. Um, let's learn more about the movement. You know, like who, for example, who would you consider your ideal yeah. members? How do you serve them? What challenges do they have when they meet you? So our ideal member is a human being who is suffering. Mm. It's really simple. Right? There's no like rich, poor, Democrat, Republican, management, employee. It's everybody. At first and foremost, everybody is welcome. We have this uh, mantra that we call radical inclusion. Radical inclusion. Radical inclusion. Everybody is welcome. So that's first and foremost. We talk about target markets and all this like marketing, Mm -hmm. you know, speak that we all learned. That's really, you know, the target market for us is really everybody because everybody is welcome. So that's first and foremost. Okay. And then what we do is we transform work, okay, to use the actual work projects to help people get into their flow. So the best way to kind of describe that, uh, explain that is through a simple. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we have um, an intern who's working with us right now, um, who uh, on day one, when we started uh, uh, her work, she's a graphic design intern. Um, and if you think about the conventional day one, how would it go? We got on a call much like this, uh, and normally it would go like this. Her name is Delaney. Say, okay, Delaney, we have 27 different projects. Mm-hmm. Um, project number uh, that, that we need done over this internship. Project number one is due uh, this Friday. Project number two is due next week on Tuesday. And I don't really care if you eat or sleep or what you do. Like, you need to get these projects done. Like, I'm going to tell you that I care about you, but really, I don't care. Like, I want you to act as much as I possibly can from it, right? Okay. That's kind of a conventional way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And it's actually interesting that we call it conventional because the organic way, mm-hmm. right, and to use that metaphor, is the oboe way. And I'll just pause for a moment and talk about, you know, conventional organic. This is, what I'm about to describe, actually is organic because it is our natural state. And again, this isn't me talking. This is every great philosopher. Mm-hmm. You know, the way we're operating in the world today is actually inorganic. Mm. It is not our natural state, which is to be love, 
love deep within us is love is bliss is light it's not darkness darkness is covering it up right mm -hmm. so what we did on the first day was i said all right delaney so the primary objective of this internship is actually not for you to deliver these said so the primary objective is for you to be able to look back 15 weeks from now and say to me and say to yourself that you are happier and more fulfilled in your life than you were when you started. Wow. Exactly. And what we're going to do is we're going to use the work as a vehicle to get you there. Now, people say, oh, well, that sounds really interesting, but like, how do you, oh, let's bring it down, how are you going to do it? Let's bring it down to brass tacks. It is so simple. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I said to her, all right, day one, I don't want you to start on these projects. After this call, I want you to close your eyes and just feel something within the framework of your own existence mm -hmm. that keeps you from feeling the most alive. Wow. Like we, we all have them, right? It could be, it could be any point. It could be anger. It could be frustration. It could be anxiety. It could be fear. It could be pick your thing. I mean, right? You pick one that you want to work on. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is we use the work as a vehicle to get them there. So for example, let's say someone comes back and says, you know, I really struggle with nervousness and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Very common thing, right? So you and I know it's the easiest thing in business to craft a job and a role in a series of projects, mm -hmm. right? That will intentionally bring up and induce anxiety in an individual, right? I mean, you could put them on stage to present their work. You could put yeah. them on an important call with an important client, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And what we do is we create a loving and safe environment for them to work through it, right? Yes. So objective becomes they're working through their nervousness. So if you ask someone in the conventional world, mm -hmm. Dr. Blay, what are you doing? You'd say, you know what? I'm going on stage to give a presentation and I'm feeling nervous. In the oboe world, I say, Dr. Play, what are you doing? You say, I'm working through my nervousness by giving a presentation. Wow. Wow. It's that simple. Tell us what oboe stands for. You know, it's an acronym. Yeah. I, I want to hear both acronyms, though, the oboe and the oboe movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and let me preface that with one thing that really excites me just listening to you. I was once a vice president of human resources. Mm -hmm. And boy, could we use someone like you? <laughs> who, who, you know, it's just, this is like, this is the radical shift that, that I think could change organizations. Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, this is something I really believe that can have an impact on the world, like has not been seen in many organizations. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, we as a human society are the most disconnected that we've ever been in human history. I think most people would agree. Yeah, right? yeah. And so if we can bring that connection back to work, the human connection back to work, or back to work or to work. Yeah. I don't know if it ever existed, right? Yeah. But let's say back to work, then it could literally transform uh, the world. And the best way to reestablish this human connection is to first reestablish this human connection. The internal first. The internal human not, connection. Not always the, the pursuit of the external, but the exactly. pursuit of the internal as the first step. In fact, the pursuit of the internal leads to external. The external, right? yeah. And again, this isn't me talking. Like, yeah, I know, no, no. <laughs> you know, tell us, tell us the acronym and, acronym, and what yeah. it means to you, and how you came up with the name. Totally. So, so you know, I mentioned uh, that this that this idea came to me uh, in in meditation, uh, and um, what had happened was the story actually starts before that uh, plane flight that I took. So, I had uh, been a lifelong iPhone user for you know whatever it was nine years, 
happens, right? Uh, yep. And early last year, I kind of got to a point where, you know, Apple was in the news and they were, you know, doing all their stuff, right? Profit, chasing profit, chasing yeah, profit. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to switch. I'm going to move away from Apple. I'm going to buy a Samsung, right? Move over to Android, right? And, yeah, uh, you left so us. I, you left I, us. I, I, left <laughs> so I did it. And like three months into it, I was like, right? I just could not get used to it, you know? And so... What I did was I, before getting on the plane, so like three days before, I, I called AT&T, who's my provider, and I asked him, I said, what are my options? You know, to switch back to an iPhone. And many of us, I'm sure many folks listening have been there, right? And they know it's like, okay, option, they said option one is you can buy a new phone for $1,200. Yeah. I said, okay, I don't want to buy a new phone for $1,200. <laughs> option two, you can wait 20 months until your contract is up, right? And then you'll be at a plane. And so I said, I don't want to do that either, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't do anything. So I get on a plane. And I uh, am meditating. And all of a sudden, as I'm meditating, the thought just pops in my head. says, hey, why don't you take your phone, your Samsung phone, and just list it on, you know, my college alumni network and just sell it. And sell it for like 800 bucks and get rid of it, right? Mm -hmm. And then what happened was everything I'm about to describe over the next couple of minutes was just happened in rapid succession. You know, it was like all came together. In the download. <laughs> Download, exactly. <laughs> Instead of selling it, what if you said, hey, I'll take money for it, or let's say you have a better uh, use for the product. Like maybe you're collecting phones for an orphanage, right? Then I'd like to hear about that. I'd like to, you know, there's some, some need that's, that's a better use than you know, the $800 you give me. I'd like to hear about that. And then my mind jumped to, hey, that would be an interesting idea for a business, right? Like what if we had an eBay-like exchange mm -hmm. where you could put your goods on it, and solicit not only money offers for it, but also any other offers, right, uh, uh, for, uh, for it. And what that would do is two things. Number one, it would direct the good to its highest and best use, which is a good thing, right, mm -hmm. number one. And number two, it would re-facilitate human interaction in commerce, hmm. which has disappeared, right? If yes. you think about the Amazonification of the world, mm -hmm. right, I mean, we live in a world now where you can get literally almost anything you want delivered to your door and you don't have to, not only do you not have to interact with a human, you don't have to talk to him, you don't even have to email a human being, mm -hmm. right, to get it. And if you do email the human being, you're actually not even emailing a human being because you're getting an AI bot writing you, <laughs> writing yeah. you back, right, yeah. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, in any event, this was all there in my consciousness, one side of it. The other side of the coin that was also there was the operating system on how mm -hmm. we could build that business, which is the movement. That's, the, that's actually what's most important here. Mm -hmm. And uh, sort of layered upon all of this was all, what was also present was the name, which is OBO. OBO is a business acronym that stands for Or Best Offer. Love it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And the best part about it, man, is OBO movement. So OBO in and of itself <clears throat> is an acronym, but OBO movement forms, in turn, its own acronym. The second acronym. Own, the second acronym, an acronym within an acronym, yeah. which is O-M. How meta. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Crazy. And, and the, uh, many listeners, I'm sure, will be uh, familiar with the concept of O-M, but if you're not, O-M is uh, in the Eastern uh, Hindu tradition, actually some other uh, traditions in the East, right, is the name of the sound of the vibration that exists in everything in the universe. Wow, it's a it's one of the most sacred um, kind of uh, frequencies, vi vibratory sounds, right, on Earth. Mm -hmm. You know, billions of people recite uh, the the the, uh, the mantra Om, mm -hmm. and so it was curious, right? A lot of people have heard this, and in the early days, people say, "Oh, that's very creative." And I said, 
I didn't make it up. It's not me. It's always been there. It was just, it was always been there. Exactly. And it was just made available to me. You know, you know um, Dev, obviously I'm very impressed because you have started with the end in mind, with the truth in mind, with the right focus. Where are you right now on your journey um, with the oboe movement? Are you in the sort of uh, still in the entrepreneurial startup phase or have you moved forward? Are you, where are you right now? Yeah. So this thing, particularly in the past six months, has really taken off. I mean, we have close to 300 supporters now of this movement and growing every single day. We have like 25 different projects underway. From You have 301. I love it. <laughs> Make sure you so, add me to it. <laughs> totally, man. So we've, we've got like so many different projects underway from website, branding, marketing, you know, presentation. We've got a uh, presentation on the movement. We've got a short film that's being discussed on the movement. We have three businesses that we're launching. We have a book. I have a book that's been written that's going to be published this fall. Oh, wow. Right? What, what is it called? It's called The Oboe Premise. And what it is, the, the book is actually the story of how the movement came to be, you know, kind of this meditation story with a little more detail. Yep. What it is, mm -hmm. but then the bulk of it is what we've achieved in the first roughly 12 months, right, of the movement by living these principles. And so what we've achieved is all these projects, right, that are underway. Mm -hmm. And there's some amazing stories about how all this stuff came together, but there's a huge amount of activity. And the important thing to know is that all of this has been done through the efforts of only one full-time individual so far, that's me, mm -hmm. and almost no money. Wow. So the point is that when we launch these for-profit businesses that we're going to launch, the purpose of launching those businesses is to bring money into the movement. Like, I, I'm not under the illusion that we're going to do this forever with no money. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, we are yeah. going to do this. It's not money or fulfillment. It's money and fulfillment. It's actually money through fulfillment. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> and so uh, I'll describe maybe a couple of these businesses, or maybe one business, right? Just to give you a concrete example of how stuff has come together. It's yeah. really powerful. So in order to explain uh, the business that I want to describe, the, 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 one of the businesses that we're creating is a merchandise business, like hoodies, jackets, t-shirts, et cetera. But in order to tell that story, I got to tell the story of how we came up with our branding, which in and of its own uh, right is an amazing story of, uh, of the movement in action. Mm -hmm. So after the name had been conceived, or had come to me right last year, OBO, I knew early on that we had to come up with branding, right? For the logo and all that kind of stuff, right? For yeah. the movement. And as you probably know, and many listeners know, there are companies that pay literally millions of dollars, right? For logos out there. And so I said, how are we going to do this with no money? So what we did was we got seven people together mm -hmm. from the movement who are passionate about branding. Mm -hmm. And it's important to note that not one of them is a graphic designer by trade. And the reason that's important to note is because in the conventional world, it's all about skill before passion, right? Mm -hmm. It's I'm here to extract as much skill as I possibly can from you. I'm going to tell you I want you to be passionate, but really out of fear. Like yeah, I'm yeah. in the movement. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to, um, don't forget that thought, but I want to jump in with something that is just so amazing. That, what's something you just said? I remember um, a boss I had once who started our relationship by saying, Pillay or Dr. Pillay at the time, I want you to come in here and bring all of you, all of your talents, all of your skills, right? I mean, what an amazing promise. And I went in so excited. It didn't work out that way, but I just, I just want to let you know that that promise that yeah. you're talking about, is, it's amazing. Allowing and people to do the very best that they can be from, do from what they really are. 
Totally. And what I would say is in the movement, we even go, we, we say yes and. There's this mantra of yes and. The conventional world is no but, right? Mm. We're about yes and. So here is yes and. Yes, I want you to bring all of your talents, all of your promise, and I want you to bring all of your resistance. Ooh. I want you to bring all of it because we are here to help you release and work through that resistance. That is wow. the most sacred duty of a leader. Right? It's not... I'm not here to help our graphic design intern should it be blue or red. I don't know. I mean, I got an opinion on it. Yeah. But if I get you in your flow and this is your passion, you know whether it's supposed to be. If you, can, if you deliver that, you will have the happiest employees, the happiest oh, business on the planet. Seriously. Yeah, it's, it's, this is going to be very, very big. Very, very big. So we, had, so we had our branding, right? Team come together. And in our world, it's the opposite. So I mentioned in the conventional world, it's skill before passion. In the Obo world, it's passion before skill. Wow. So what happened was these seven folks, not one of whom is a graphic designer, came together and in a span of six weeks and three major iterations only, we mm -hmm. came up with the most mind-blowing branding that exists. I mean, I'm partial, right? But yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. And I can say it because I didn't come up with it, right? These guys, it's, it's these folks who did it, right? And it's a, you know, for, for those uh, who are uh, listening and interested, go online, you can check it out. It's a triple, not even a double infinity, triple mm -hmm. infinity, three circles, mm -hmm. three dots in the middle of the circles. There's mm -hmm. three colors, there's three letters, there's three, 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 which is a very hugely significant number. Mm -hmm. Every tradition, right, that exists. So all of this came together um, uh, very quickly. Now, the final piece that we were trying to figure out was what are, what are we going to do about the color scheme? Okay. Because everybody talks about in branding, you got to pick your main color scheme and you stick to it, right? That's what we were all taught in branding. Yeah, yeah, one, right? yeah. And we were stuck on that because I said, man, all the colors, I love all the color schemes. We had seven people, seven different color schemes, seven different frequencies, right? And we, it was very difficult for us to decide. So we took some time and said, okay, let's let the answer come to us, right? Mm -hmm. And then shortly thereafter, the answer came to us. And what we decided is we're going to be the first brand that I know of on earth that intentionally has no main color scheme. In other words, it constantly changes January, February, March, different applications, et cetera. Mm -hmm. and why? What's the message? The message is all colors. All colors are welcome. You know, I'm looking at your, your logo right now and I, I have to vouch for what you're saying. I love the triple, the three zeros. And actually, let me just say, you may not be aware of this, but right behind you, above you, you have three oh, wow. zeros above your door. <laughs> I wonder, maybe that came in sort of subliminally, but hey. <laughs> Yet another synchronous, right? These are all signs. It's like, wow, we just sort of, you know, I have a teacher who says, you know, they're, they're all around us. But yeah. So choose to see them, you know? Yeah. And when we choose to see them, life becomes a lot more interesting. Yeah. So, so we decided this. Now, here's the amazing thing. This simple yet profound decision to have no main color scheme, right? Mm-hmm. I mentioned one of the first businesses that we're creating is a merchandise business, right? So the idea is you take this unbelievably pure message, right? As pure as it can possibly get. Mm -hmm. You couple that with this beautiful branding, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We then put the, the branding on thoughtfully and lovingly designed articles of merchandise, right? Like right. we're not just going to slap a logo on a sweatshirt. We have designers who are working on, uh, on you know, putting love and passion, right, into the designs of this. Mm -hmm. And then we get, and by the way, if we would have had one main color scheme, this all would have been very cool, but how many red, white, and blue hoodies are you by one? Right? But now imagine with this logo and this message and all the different various color schemes and design, it's going to be so cool. Mm -hmm. so put this message out to at least 10 million people later this year or early next year. Mm -hmm. And we ask humbly, please support us. And when we sell you a hoodie, this is how we're going to sell it to you. We're going to tell you exactly how much it costs us to produce it. Mm -hmm. 
exactly how much it costs us to ship it, and exactly how much margin we are making. Total, complete transparency of everything. Wow. Wow. Right? And it's, and it's like, yes, that money, that money's not going in my pocket. That money's going in the pocket of the movement, which is then going to fund initiatives and projects and businesses that operate on these principles. And mm -hmm. people ask, what are you going to do when people are skeptical? You know what I say to them? What? I say, you're skeptical? I'm going to double down on transparency. Wow. Come on in. What do you want to see? Take a look. You want to see how much iron? Here you go. I'm unapologetic. I got a line. There's this notion in the movement that we talk about, I got a line, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the issue is not money and wanting money. Money is not evil. The problem is when I step on your face to pick up the $10 bill that's behind your head, mm. right? Mm. And instead, I say, hey, Dr. Pillay, there's a $10 bill behind what we do, right? Yeah. Say, hey, there's a $10 bill behind your head. Let's together go after it and share it. Oh, and by the way, when we do that, What's going to happen is, again, if the wisdom of eons is correct, that $10 bill is actually going to turn into $100, right? So we get all of this together. We get this business out the door. Mm -hmm. And within total transparency, we say, yes, this business is like the Girl Scout cookies. Like we are, we are doing it to raise money for the movement. It is not out of the realm of possibility mm -hmm. that this thing, if we touch enough of these 10 million people, right, that we get the money to, mm -hmm. could raise tens of millions of dollars. I mean, maybe, I don't know. None of us knows, right? People say, oh, well, you're assuming this and assuming that. I'm not, I'm not assuming anything. I'm hoping. Well, I'm hoping. Well, yeah. You're, you're, you're putting, you're putting some faith into the world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm saying, I'm humbly asking for people's support and we've got hoodies, practices, all this stuff, right? That's going to come out. Mm -hmm. And then life becomes, uh, and the world becomes very interesting because let's dream for a moment. Let's say we're able to raise $10 million, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of what I call unfettered capital. Unfettered capital means there's no outside investor who is demanding a 2x, 3x, 5x, 10x return because it's the 2x, 3x, 5x, 10x return that got us into this mess that we're in, 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 the, in first the first place. place. Absolutely. Yeah. You need a 3x return on the money. <laughs> Frankly, I love the social impact folks and I know they're doing a lot of great work for the world, but even they, many of them, right, are very focused on the spreadsheet. You know, like what's mm -hmm. the so imagine if we had $10 million in the bank that was totally unfettered. There's no outside investor demanding such a return. And instead, it's us who are investing that money using the principles of the movement. Yeah. And it's all about getting people in their flow. Getting people can, in their flow. And I can tell you this, that, you, you know, we talked about the story of uh, our intern later, mm -hmm. earlier, Delaney. She, by using these simple tools and techniques that we've done, she's been uh, working with us for about six weeks now, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The volume of work that she has output is so mind-blowing. In fact, she's, I asked her to put together a list on this because there's so much stuff that we've like lost track of. She's done over 600 designs, merch mm -hmm, design. She's mm -hmm. done our, new, our website uh, redesign. She's done our... PowerPoint, a new PowerPoint template. She's done two different uh, PDF like redesigns uh, that we have and on and on and on. And I asked her, I said, is this normal for you? She's like, no. <laughs> she's like, no, but, she, but she's in her flow. <laughs> exactly right. And I, the third day she was here, I said, so how are you feeling? And she goes, you know, this is amazing. I'm finding that when the day is over and I'm supposed to stop working, I don't want to stop. Wow. Dev, Dev, let me, let me ask you to maybe give some of the listeners um, that may want to follow a path of, if I could say, fulfillment first or happiness first before profit, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, 
what, what methods, what tools, you, you've mentioned yeah. some tools and techniques, what methods would you provide? Maybe three of your top advice nuggets for yeah. people who want to begin this journey. So first and foremost, I would say what we do is we actually start off all of our calls with two minutes of silence. Mm. And what I always say in those two minutes, I say, you can take those two minutes, do anything you want from meditation to multitasking. The choice is yours. Just honor the two minutes of silence. And what I found is that most people will actually take, you know, me up on it and be silent and not be checking email and all that kind of stuff. Because if you think about it, that's what we all want, right? We all want peace. We all want some time off and a break. And what if we interwove that peace into the workplace, right? That's essentially what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. So that's number one, amazing technique. Just do, you do that for a week. Imagine doing that, you know, for every meeting, right? And like, that's, that's, that's an amazing, amazing, powerful thing. And two minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but life can change, right? Absolutely. Powerful. Mm -hmm. Number two, realign the prioritization of calls, right? So if you think about it, calls today are 98% agenda and 2% forced exchanging of pleasantries, right? Think about it. We get on the <laughs> yeah, call, yeah. how's the weather? How are the kids? Okay, let's get into the agenda. Who's got the agenda? Do you have the agenda? Does he have the agenda? Can you put the agenda up on the screen? Can you send me the agenda beforehand? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> what we do is we reverse that. Mm. So it actually becomes 98%. I mean, that might be a little high, but let's say 90% about human connection first. And people say, oh, well, what do you, how can you do that? You have an hour long call and you're going to spend 50 minutes just talking about, you know, the weather and how it is. And I say, <laughs> yes, actually. You know yeah, why? Yes. Because yes. here's what happens. Here's what happens. When we connect as human beings, and the only way we can connect as human beings is when we are connecting with ourselves. Mm. That's naturally happening, right? As we perceive in these 50 minutes. Then what happens is the remaining 10 minutes become so efficient and so productive that all the agenda points that we had laid out, they all just get done so yeah. quickly and so joyfully, actually. People like, you know, it's so straightforward and easy to get done. Okay, we got to like send this email out. We got to finish this spreadsheet, do this deck. Okay, you're going to do that. You're going to do it done. Send it to me when you're done. And that's it. And that's exactly what we've done, you know, with our intern uh, that I mentioned. And, and all of the work, I mean, all of this output that you're seeing, mm-hmm. of that. it's instead of focusing on the transaction in the call, Focus on the human being and connecting. Oh, I love that. Love that. It's re- and, and, and magical things happen. And trust that when you do that, that even if a transaction doesn't happen right away in the, at the end of the call, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Again, through the law of attraction, which is not my rule, right? It's a rule that's been talked about for eons. It will come to you. Mm-hmm. Patience, persistence, faith, trust. It will come to you. And I guarantee you it will transform even if, right? It doesn't lead to the business outcome that you want. By the way, does the conventional approach always lead to the business outcome you want? No, not it doesn't. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So th- all I'm saying is this is a more joyful, uh, productive way, right? And, uh, and frankly, efficient in, in the long run way, right? To, to, so that's another. Well, now, what would, what would a third one be? You haven't mentioned meditation or anything yet. I'm wondering if that's a part so of So meditation is an interesting one, right? Because, um, it's something that has to come from within the person, right? So we don't ever push, you know, meditation on anybody, which is why I don't, I, I personally would absolutely recommend meditation. And there are uh, as many forms of meditation as there are human beings on this earth and more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, finding one that works for you is, is very important and can be transformative. 
you know, I mentioned to you before uh, we connected on this uh, recording that, you know, it took me 15 years on the path of meditation to follow, wow. you know, but I stuck to it. And then finally, now I've gotten to a point where, yes, for me personally, I kind of look I morning, evening, I never, I haven't missed it over a year. And I look around kind of, and I'm kind of like, how is everybody not doing this? Yeah, it, yeah. It is really powerful. Um, so meditation can be a third one if the person uh, is open to it. But if not, then there's other gentle ways, like we mentioned earlier, another technique. Mm-hmm. To simply just ask the person, just close their eyes, and just tell me what, what comes up in you that keeps you, like we used in that example with Delaney, that mm-hmm. keeps you from feeling the most alive. Mm. Wait, wait, say, say that again. What comes up inside of you that keeps you from, from feeling alive? From feeling the most alive. It could be okay. anxiety. It could be okay. fear. It could be anger. It could be depression. Okay. It could be holding mm-hmm. on to a grudge. It could be like pick something that is a commonly, it would be another way of describing it as a point of resistance, right? A mm. form of resistance that is within you. And what is resistance? It's the thing that impedes flow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay so now we've identified what an element of resistance is for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then what we do, and there's a really fascinating um, uh, uh, field of study that's come up. Um, that's been around actually for about 20 years, but it's now evolving. That's called job crafting where you take any job, any job, I mean, you could be a, a janitor at a hospital, mm-hmm. construct the job in such a way that you can do things like what we're talking about here, which is help people work through these areas. Of right? resistance. Okay. Of resistance, right? Mm-hmm. So I mentioned anxiety. Anxiety is a really simple one, right? I mean, there's in a job, there's a million ways to help someone intentionally induce their anxiety and bring it up and then create, you know, uh, opportunities for them to, to work through. Got it. Uh, but anxiety is one, but literally every single one, it might take a little bit of thought, mm-hmm. right? But every one, we can, we can craft the job to be able to do it. And I'll say one more thing about that. People say, oh, well, yeah, okay, well, how are we going to find the time to do this? You yeah. know? And I, to those people, I say, time? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> think about how much time is spent in meetings that are total BS meetings, right? That yeah. like everybody is looking around the table saying, are we what are we here? doing here? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is not billions of dollars that are lost in America alone. It's not billions of dollars that are lost on these meetings. It is trillions of time, of dollars in time wasted. Yeah, absolutely. So take 10 minutes of your time as a leader and work to figure out, okay, what are the things? How can I help the person that I'm managing live a more fulfilled life? Mm-hmm. And magical things will happen. So those are three off the top of my head. Thank you so much for that. Now, tell us what you're most excited about right now. What are you doing now? Are you out on the speaking circuit? You're a great speaker. Are you, what are you doing that's most exciting for you to, to promote the oboe movement? Well, thank you, for, thank you for saying that. I, you know, the speaking stuff is starting. I mean, case in point, this is an example of speaking. Yep. You know, we're yep. doing this podcast and, and there is an interest level that is growing and I'm trying to just leave it totally to the universe, make it organic and whatever comes is a gift. Right. Yeah. And so I would love more speaking opportunities. Absolutely. And, we, and I anticipate, I hope, right, that they will come in the next 12 months. So excited about that. Excited about, you know, my role really in this thing, I will say, is to articulate the vision, to galvanize us and inspire us. That's awesome. And that's it. We, I always say we all have a role. I got a role. Dr. Pillay has a role. Anyone listening to this who's, who this message has touched has mm-hmm. a role. And all these roles are different. And all these roles are actually necessary. Radical inclusion. We need everyone, everyone. And so people say, often ask me, how's your movement going? Mm-hmm. I shake my head and say, 
it's not my movement. <laughs> it's our movement. It's right? our movement. I'm like, in fact, my, me, I, that's what got us into this mess in the first place that we're in. The notion of I and me and mine. And so it's our. I just have a different role. So I'm excited about speaking and, and spreading that message. Number two, I'm really excited about uh, these various paths that we've laid out to mm. money. Because we're going to show the world that it's, again, it's not money that's evil. It's the how, how we pursue the money. Got it. And I do have a dream. I have a dream that we will raise a huge amount of unfettered capital, which will, I mean, imagine if we had tens of millions of dollars or even a hundred million dollars in the bank to go invest in initiatives and projects and, and businesses, because no conventional VC, at least that I know of, is going to even give this kind of concept, like, you know, anytime. And that's fine. We'll go raise our own money, right, mm -hmm. to do that. And so that's what I'm most excited about. If we had a a, a good amount of so-called dry powder, right, uh, mm -hmm. of money to invest in businesses like this, I it would literally transform because you, there are so many th projects that we could do that would literally uh, uh, grow, pr produce so much more in terms of profit, uh, employee growth, and pro uh, um, you know fulfillment. It would really send a message to the world. You know, people, people talk about like, well, you're going to need a marketing budget and this and the other. And I'm like, all of that is conventional world. Yeah. You know, I don't need a marketing budget because what, what we're doing is we're starting with a seed of total purity. And so I trust that when I call my friend, Dr. Pillay, and I say, hey, Dr. Pillay, man, I need you to like help me out and spread the word on this thing, that he's going to get off this podcast and go tell 10 people about this. Absolutely. Why? Because it's not about enriching me. It's about enriching us. Yeah. Well, you, you know, as I think it was Paolo Coelho who said, when, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. And it, it, it's obvious that you've created something here that, that you're going to get a lot of conspiring from the universe uh, for the success well, you're looking for. I sure for. hope so, because I'll tell you this. I mean, here's the thing, man. Um, you know, we are at a precipice as a society. And I think many people are nervous about what's going on in the world. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you've got, I mean, I've got 10-year-old twins, and I, um, you know, I, I, I worry about the world that they're inheriting and, and you know, what it's going to be like for our grandchildren. If you think about them and our grandchildren, if you think about this movement and what we're doing, just take one tenet, one tenet, transparency that we talked about before. Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking about radical, I'm talking about complete and extreme transparency. Mm -hmm. Think about what that would do on major societal challenges like gender pay gaps. Would they exist if everything were totally transparent? Exactly right, I don't think so, right? Yeah. What about corporate pollution? Who's the, what is the biggest constituency of polluters on earth? It's corporations, right? Mm -hmm. Would corporate pollution exist to the level that it exists now if we had extreme, complete transparency? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying transparency is going to solve everything, but think about it. That's only one tenet. We have so many other tenets, right, in this movement. It lit literally has the, the potential to change the world forever. And, and I, I, I believe it can. You know, as they say, if you want to change people or influence people, you got to start with changing minds. Yeah. And clearly you've laid out a, a powerful path full of values and systems and methods. I, I just can't wait to see, to see where you're going to take this uh, and, soon. And, well, and, and, and you know, it's really interesting about, you, you mentioned changing minds. You know the best way to change minds? How? Open hearts. Ooh, love that. <laughs> love that. You know, I've been writing down some of your quotes here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Please do. Please do spread the word. Spread the well, word for you. Yeah. yeah no, you know what? It's awesome because, um, you know, what I often say to people, oh, well, you know, it's um, in the conventional world, it's about protecting the message and, you know, this is mine and me and I. And now it, it, what I'm saying is, hey, first of all, what I have to offer 
mm-hmm. isn't mine again, right? This has been around. I read this stuff in a book. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been around yeah. since the beginning of time, number one. And number two, it's like, take it, make it better because yeah. what I have to offer cannot be stolen. You already have it. Yeah. Well, you know, if people want to get a hold of you, um, and I, I, by the way, when is your Obo Premise book coming out? Are you, do you have a, a, a time frame? Yeah. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to time uh, the release of a, of a few things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, specifically the book, the merch site, mm-hmm. um, and then some website enhancements that we're putting in place right now. And the reason okay. for that is if one of these hopefully really takes off and mm-hmm you know, we get 10 million people, let's say, coming to the site. Mm-hmm. We need a way, a structured way for people to engage. We need like yeah. five different options. So, you know, you can support us by buying merchandise, by buying the book, by donating your time to a project, by bringing your own project, right? By donating yeah. your money. And so we're working on getting all of the website enhancements together, the uh, merch business up and running. Mm-hmm. And then once we have that, then, well, the book's already ready to go. In fact, that was another thing I mentioned our intern. She's actually got all the book artwork covered wow. back. Into inside all the images, sleeves, everything is done. So, um, so it's a. I would say I would hope that you know by the end of the year. I was really hoping to get it out by the by the holidays time. We're still mm-hmm. publishing it, mm-hmm. um, and so certainly by the first quarter. Now. Well, best of luck on that, and we want to stay in touch. Now, how do people get a hold of you um, in, in order to either do business with you or learn more from you? What's the best way to connect with Absolutely. you? Absolutely. So the best way is through our website right now. We have the obomovement.org website, um, okay. which uh, right now is, is where I mentioned we're working on some enhancements that should be up hopefully in the next like 30 days. But regardless, there's a, there's a, a base level of material on there. There's also a sign up. Got it. So, you know, uh, uh, sign up to uh, hear about what's going on. Um, and you know, if you're interested in a specific, uh, project or collaborating on a project, we're absolutely open to that and would love to do that. So, uh, once you sign up, we can uh, touch base and we can see how we can bring this message to the world. And, 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 and you're also on LinkedIn. Um, uh, I believe your handle, let me just take a look at your handle here. It's dev dash tandon dash zero four, four B one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, uh, we can also um, come up. I would say those are the two best ways, you know, okay. for now. I'm, I'm totally open to um, uh, connecting with anybody who is touched by this message. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be any of the projects that we talked about. That's the beauty of this thing. It doesn't have to be any of our projects, right, in quotes. It could be someone who is starting a company like, hey, I'm starting a, I'm starting a cafe in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I would love to start that cafe using the principles of the movement. Will you help me? The answer is yes. Absolutely. And by the way, that becomes then a project of the, right? I mean, that, that's how this works. It's us doing it yeah. together. That's how yeah. all this stuff is getting done. Yeah. Because we're collaborating on it and we're trusting that when we do that, only good things are going to come. From. Another example of your uh, radical inclusion approach. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, the, uh, the, the, I will say, you know, my hand is always outstretched in peace and love. Mm. And anyone who returns, you know, that, 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 that peace and love is totally welcome. And I'll tell you, magical things happen. You, know, you asked earlier about techniques that you can use. Mm. There's a lot of fear in the workplace today. I mean, in fact, Fear is what runs, right? Yeah, corporations, I mean, absolutely. Many people will say, fear of right? losing your job, fear yeah. of you know, not doing a good job, just all kinds of fear. All of it, absolutely. all of it. And so, and so you know, an amazing thing happens when as a leader, we choose to lay down our arms. Mm. You choose to walk into a conversation okay, with someone that you're managing or a colleague 
and you lay down your arms, which is to say you step into complete trust and vulnerability, mm -hmm. what that does, and I've observed this firsthand in my own experience over the last year of building what we built, it gives the person that you're interacting with the permission and the courage to do the same. Mm. And I'm not saying that every single person is going to take you up on it and you're never going to get screwed. No. Like what I am saying though, is if you do that 10 times in the mm. conventional world, right? The, the, if you approach it in the conventional way, 10 times, nine times out of 10, it's going to not work because it's dysfunctional. In this world, when we do it 10 times, right? Nine times out of 10, people will actually respond. Yeah. And maybe one times out of 10, yeah, you'll get a little bit, you know, but that's okay, right? That's part of the process. You learn, you get better. And next time you get more, you know, kind of uh, uh, um, filters in the process, right? To make it, to, you know, to make it uh, more, more robust. Yeah. Right? You know, and Dev, I have to say, you know, you are walking the walk. You're living your message. You know, as they say, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way and shows the way. And I'm, I'm just so, so happy to be connected with someone who is going the way and showing the way like you are. Thank you. Well, I thank you, really. I thank you for, uh, for the opportunity. There are some amazing things that we are, uh, that we're putting together. And, you know, if this has piqued uh, not only your interest, but anyone who's listening's interest, please do connect with us because, you know, I might have mentioned this earlier, but, you know, literally every single business practice that I've learned, right, mm -hmm. over the last mm -hmm. 20 years in conventional business, almost everyone, I feel like, has to be blown up and recreated in a more human and conscious way. Yeah. And there are some very fascinating discussions that, um, that we can have around topics uh, and the right way, in quotes, of doing things, the inclusive way of doing things mm -hmm. that will blow people's minds, right? That I would love to collaborate. And we're already working on it. We got teams that are working on all kinds of topics. Um, you know, things like how should hiring be done? How should performance reviews be done? How should dismissals be done? Yeah. You know, how should uh, equity be done? I mean, like equity. Wow, that's an old topic, right? Yeah. That, that, the right way of doing equity, the enlightened way of doing equity, if you will. Love that. So uh, anyone who's listening to this, uh, please check out the obomovement.org website to contact yeah. Dev. And yeah. Dev, thank you so much for being on the I Got Happy podcast. Love to, you to, to learn from you. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the I Got Happy podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.